you know, I believe me, I've drawn enough bridge illustrations uh, at Waffle House and Starbucks. <laughs> so, you know, let's listen to this first clip. Just give it some, some context, right? Like, I, it seems like Jesus is just this bouncer of this exclusive club. That's a taste of filtered truth. This week's episode of Going Rogue, a podcast that unleashes the unthinkable in culture, religion, business, and everyday life. We might even sneak in some politics just to keep things interesting. So, it's time to strap in and let's see how far you are willing to let Mac and the team stretch you to your edge of thinking differently. Welcome to Going Rogue. The conversation where we unleash the unthinkable in order to take us to the inside edge of the outside stretches so that we can take our worldview maybe and, and just massage it a bit so that we can do it a little bit better. So tonight, we're, uh, we're at the edge. My, name, my name's Mac. I'm your host of the podcast, and I'm at the edge with my good buddies, I got the Rev over hey, here. Hey, right here. Here he is. And my good friend, Coach Stu. Hey, Mac. Good and, uh, to see you. Good to see you, Rev. Yeah. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. This is our inaugural episode. So we're unleashing it, man. We're going to have a blast with this thing. And we hope that you guys are going to become rogers and start to tune in. And we really do hope that we can bring value. We can bring perspective. Maybe, again, that's unthinkable to you right now, whatever that might be, uh, in order for us to again, work together to maybe do it a little bit better. So here we are. Uh, tonight, we are. We're going to go to the unthinkable. And I'm going to set this up a little bit with the idea that there's truth out there, but all truth, whether it's religious truth or whether it's just regular old gravity truth, it's all filtered. It's all got a filter that somebody or somebody's puts that particular statement of truth through. And that doesn't make it untrue. It just means that it's got the bias. It's always got the bias. It's always got the lens that runs through that filter. And we need to be okay if we have a different filter. That You're going to give given freedom. We're giving you the freedom. We're giving you the permission through this podcast to go ahead and filter things differently maybe than you have in the past or than your tribe, your people, your normal group of folks. Maybe you're thinking outside the norm and you're filtering some stuff differently, but they're not. And so that becomes a challenge. Even with people well. that have the same life experiences, because think about that, right? The same life experience might get you in the same place spiritually and you're thinking about God. You might have like different situations that might have occurred for you. True. Like situational yeah. experience yeah. or situational truths well, that could happen, right? And I think what it is is that we're taught that we can't trust those truths that we come to that aren't part of the norm. Right. You know, everything we inherited, there's a collective consciousness. You were born into a familial consciousness, yeah. a, a belief system that you inherited from your grandparents, your ancestors far back. Mm -hmm. And unless you were willing to push the inside edge of that and maybe question it, 
then, then we don't evolve anymore. We've quit evolving. And so I'm saying, let your knees knock a little bit. Be a little bit afraid of challenging the status quo of the collective consciousness of your culture, of the human race. And let your hands shake a little bit and be willing to be courageous enough to just say, have you considered? Have you thought about? Let me just explore an adventure a little bit outside the box. You know, no, I love that. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Well, you know, for me, especially being Italian and being from Sicily, holy cow, <laughs> pushing outside, like you don't leave the family. So for me, pushing those limits. <laughs> there's consequences There's consequences, for, for sure. But it's okay. It is okay. And it's safe. And See, it's I'm fun. Irish. I'm all about pushing outside the box. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the Blarney. Okay, good. Well, here's the thing. It's not to push the envelope. It's not to just think something differently for the sake of thinking something differently. You know, it's, it, there's a purpose behind it. There's a reason and a focus because things evolve. Everything evolves. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to get greater and greater understandings of truth, whether it's, again, cultural truth, scientific truth, or religious truth, which is where we're going to kind of focus a little bit more uh, in this episode on, then there's revelation involved because the minute you camp out and think that you've got it all figured out and it's done, you're going to stick a fork in it, then you're going to, it's like the tomato. A tomato is either ripening or it's deteriorating. It's, it's, it, there's no middle ground. So the minute you camp out, you're going to deteriorate. It's going to crush in on itself. And I think the, the Christian church has seen a lot of that over the last several years. And we just want to offer some alternative ways, some unthinkable ways maybe to look at some things that have caused that. And not as a means of tearing down what has been or what has been believed, not disregarding it, but using it as the stones to build a new consciousness, uh, the, the, yeah. the building blocks to a greater truth, a greater understanding of, of what life can be, of what God is in our life today. Ab absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you're one of those people where something just doesn't feel right <laughs> and you don't know what it is, you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. When they're telling you you've lost your mind, you just find Because we don't always know, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you've lost yeah. your mind, that's a good yeah. place because God is going to come through the feeling nature, a divine feminine. If I'm feeling something, it's there for a divine purpose. Yeah. But so many of us have thought about God so much that we've over-intellectualized the direct experience of the divine. Uh, there you go. There you go. And we can run all sorts of different places with this. And we will be. You know, there's lots that we can talk about when it comes to this topic. And we will be in future episodes. Don't worry. Uh, that's, that's a given because it's way too much for us to try to do it in one episode. But we want to frame it a little bit. We want to frame it a little bit for everyone. We're going to give you an example. We're going to take some examples from culture of the norm, of the pretty much the party line. And, and just really sort of dissect that a little bit and, and help you to realize that there are alternatives to the party line, right? To what you've always experienced. You can look at certain things differently. And so we want to talk about that. And then we'll sort of transition a little bit into a more generalized idea of the truth because we see it all over the place, not just in religion. So, um, so there's where we're going to go with this thing, gang. So it's going to start 
with an event that's held in Atlanta every year, a large church, a large evangelical church down in, in downtown Atlanta sponsors an event called Passion. And it's a whole weekend worth of songs and, 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 and speakers and worship, things like that. And we're going to take one of those talks. We're just going to pull out a few little snippets to give you as an, an example of the norm that's out there. But, but this was taught, this was taught to over 50,000 young people. Wow. What we're going to talk about. Number. All right. I mean, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, there was 50,000 young folks that heard this man's message. And we just want to say, you know, maybe there's some other ways to look at this. And again, not just because we want to be different, mm -hmm. but because we think that there's a more, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Evolved or higher or, or, or more... Uh, is something that, that maybe might speak to the essence of God and what God's all about? It's just a more open system. It's a more receptive system that mm -hmm. God is still speaking to us. And I really want to honor this this man who's speaking yeah. for his passion. I, sure. I really honor the event. I respect the event. These are passionate people about finding a greater expression and experience of God. And I really, really respect that, even though I may not agree with the principles that are being espoused. Well, and I think that's a healthy attitude that we need to be able to go in front of and just say, okay, but I just I can't go there. You know, yeah. I just can't go there. Well, I want to be as passionate as they are about the, the new idea, <laughs> yeah, the right? different idea. <laughs> there you go. All right. So the gist of this talk, this one talk, has to do with this thing that's swirling around out there in Christian communities and in the culture, and that's this concept that there is a heaven, a place, and a place called hell, physical place, and there are certain people that are going to go to heaven, and there are certain people that are going to go to hell. All right. Are we there right now? <laughs> I've been in and out of heaven and hell <laughs> 10 times just today. <laughs> just oh, driving over here, I think. I, I went through a couple of them. <laughs> well, see, this is... Hello, are you, are you catching us out there? Do you see, even though we're kind of joking about it, there's this idea that says, hang on a minute. The norm, the place of heaven, place of hell, a soul goes here, a soul goes there, based upon something you did or didn't do. Based upon a capricious personality God that yeah. blesses you or curses you, based on whether you're walking lockstep with what I tell you the truth is, heaven and hell are not states of punishment or reward. They are states of consciousness right here, right now, on earth. Oh, did we, did, did, did we just... Jesus said that, right, Rev? Yeah. <laughs> yes. He did. That's the funny I mean, we're thing. just not making this up. <laughs> right. This came right oh, from... I mean, this is my filter truth, but it's the one I want to put out there. <laughs> well, But it came from the guy that I, that I want to listen to. Absolutely. It, it, this is the funny thing, Stu, that so much of what Christianity today has become, it's a belief about Jesus, you know, um, it, as opposed to uh, a following of him. A, be a belief that his teachings and his way of life, the way, that's what they called Christians in the very beginning, the way. So we have this, this speaker, he's a pastor in, in Texas, and he sets these young people up and he basically says to them, 
you guys are slackers. You know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're not being evangelistic enough. If you really believed that people were going to hell that didn't accept Jesus, then you'd be doing something about it. And I mean, he challenged them out there. It sounded to me almost like an Amway convention, to be quite honest with you, because now everybody gets a bullseye put on them that they now need to go out and compete with their buddies and friends and who got it. I mean, you know, I believe me, I've drawn enough bridge illustrations uh, at Waffle House and Starbucks. <laughs> so, you know, let's listen to this first clip and just give it some, some context, all right? Like, I, it seems like Jesus is just this bouncer of this exclusive club. And I grew up in that, and I'm thinking, man, if we really believe that, like we think we're surrounded with people who are going to hell, but we're not doing anything about it, I don't think we actually believe that. I couldn't reconcile that reality. And I think you have a lot of friends that are like, hey, Jesus is cool, but the fact that he's the only way and that you think I'm going to hell if I don't have anything to do with him, like I'm out on that. I don't want anything to do with that. After all, he says in John 10, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. So how do we reconcile these ideas? How do we reconcile these ideas? What's that look like? Well, it starts with me. You've got to make a clear separation between the Christ essence, the Christ spirit, and a man named Jesus, who was aware of something higher, something greater, and had, aware of the filtered truth of his time. When he spoke about being the gate, the way, the truth, and the life, it was the God essence speaking through him. It was not a personality. It was not a man. And religion has made it about a man and, right. and clearly missed the boat of the higher vibration that was speaking through that man no that's <clears throat> again there's one of those unthinkable things right there have you ever thought about it that way heresy i can hear some of it out no, there blasphemy, right now. blasphemy heresy right? jesus was a, the son of god but so was everybody on the planet in direct <laughs> proportion to their ability to channel the essence of god through love through compassion through kindness through wisdom well, they, again, these are these are uh, upending some some basic doctrine that we're going to see here in the West, and 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 we want to we want to say, look, it's not just because we want to be rogers, <laughs> okay? It's because that there is a truth that we believe is there, an essence of God that comes through when Jesus says, "I am the way." Just like Rev was just saying, it's the consciousness that's the way. And that mm. consciousness can yeah. be found everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't have a label. It doesn't have a Christian label. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a Buddhist label. It doesn't have a Hindu label. It's universal. But we put labels on things. To, we need a black and white theology. We need to have a right and a wrong because that's comfortable. And I'm saying religion, when it is comfortable, has died. Religion, when it is not causing your knees to knock and your hands to shake and you to question what you believed yesterday, is, is a stagnant, dying religion. It's comfortable, though. It's comfortable. And that's what the world has become as a place we want to be just comfortable. So let my religion be comfortable. And meanwhile, technology and science has far surpassed religion because yeah. religion quit thinking. Well, guess what, guys? I think 
we need to all get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. How about that? I'm yes. Then that's the norm. Well, that's where you grow. That's where you really get closer to God. That's where, for me, mm. when I'm in that, in that place of being uncomfortable, that's where I'm closest to God. That's where I, I hear him. That's where he speaks to me. That's where he shows up. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, okay, you are there. <laughs> right? <Uh-oh. laughs> she, that's where she speaks to me. That's where she, I have the direct experience of that divine energy of God itself. And it's not secondhand religion no. coming through somebody else's filter, third, fourth, fifth hand. It's the direct experience of you, Stu, knowing that the presence of God is right here, right yep. now. You can taste it. You can feel it. You can sense yeah. it. You can hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, no, you can't do that because the filter says you have to follow my way. That's the <laughs> definition of a cult. Well, you know, Brian McLaren wrote a book recently, and in it, he really jerked my chain. <laughs> and he said, Christianity is still in its infancy. <laughs> and when I read that, I did a little, uh, what? Wait a minute. Hang on a second. But he took me to the inside mm-hmm. edge when he said that, right? So how often are you guys going to the inside edge? What is it that you're listening to, watching, being exposed to that's taking you to that inside edge place of your outside so that you can start to hear and experience some of the stuff outside your circle, outside your bubble? And it's not comfortable. But, you know, the funny thing is, I'm going to play this next clip and you're kind of almost going to have to say, well, of course, but, but just let's, this is right from him. You know, this is just basic. These are the facts here. Let's listen to this. And in fact, USA Today says this, 70% of all major Christian and non-Christian religious groups say many religions can lead to eternal life. 70%. Why would he bring that up? Humanity is waking up. It's waking up that they're having an experience of something that doesn't necessarily ring true with what they have been fed, what they inherited from their grandparents and their parents. They're going, I'm feeling something that might be more true for me in my heart. 70% is a huge number. That. I'm excited by that. Yeah, number me too. It means the world is waking up. Yes. You know, think about that. 70%. Guess who we're speaking to here? <laughs> you 70 percenters out there that are going can i even tell anybody that that's the way i really feel that that's 70 percent are only the people that are willing to admit it i say it's 100 percent of people are questioning but 20 percent 30 percent are afraid to admit it <laughs> that may be very that may be very true 70 percent listen listen to this whether it's 63 or 77 <laughs> listen to what rev was saying that we're waking up that we're that there's a large portion of us that are out there going no that just doesn't fly okay mm-hmm. that was then i respect it for what it was when it was but there's a truth that god's continuing to reveal to us that's greater than more enlightening than we've come to realize to this point this is one of the and, and wait for it here this is oh, one oh, of the oh. <laughs> benefits of social media, in my opinion. <laughs> now, there's a lot of negatives, but one of the benefits is us all being able to connect in ways we weren't able to before and to connect with people we couldn't have connected with before unless we traveled or came across them. 
um, you know, at a gas station like I do all the time. I get yeah, these right, conversations right. with people <laughs> yeah. and they just find me and then here I am pumping gas and I'm having a conversation about God. It's pretty cool. But I mean, you know, online and the Internet, like, you know, there, there's some positiveness to all of this awareness being out there because then it's because think about it. Right. You're sitting at home. Let's say you don't have any of this and you're thinking. I'm the only one that's thinking this. Right. Like now what? Like I'm going to get in trouble. Like for me growing up as a Catholic, I was in trouble all the time because (laughs) I was thinking these things and had no idea other people were thinking the same thing. Well, let me tell everybody out there. There's a lot of us out there. Oh yeah. The rovers are looking for each other. (laughs) This is exactly. A lot of us out there. This is so true. So true. And if you start having these conversations, you'll find out that people are going to start f- feeling more comfortable with agreeing with you because they have found other people in their lives. Well, this is following the example of this man, Jesus. He didn't build great big temples, 50,000 people in the stadium. He walked. He met the people where they were at the gas station, on that. the hill, by the, by the river, by the sea, and said, let's have a conversation and let's talk. And the man was a roger because oh. he challenged the status <laughs> quo of the culture Absolutely. of the day. Absolutely. And you know what what, what Rev just said? Let's have a conversation where I can share with you some of my truth that has made a difference in my life. It's made it better. And you know what? If you resonate with that, let's do it together. Great. And if you don't, you're not going to get pitched for it. All right. I mean, it, there, there's a whole different way to look at this. thing. Religion needs to put its ears on. We've yeah. quit listening to each other. Yeah. We've quit listening to the people who are having the direct experience. And if you have a different one, yeah, you're right. I'm going to get my pitchfork out and tell you you're evil. You're of the devil. You're, you're going to pay the price. You're going to hell. We quit listening. And that's what, what this is all about is listening to each other and a greater understanding and expression and experience of this divine essence called life, called light, called God is available to us. Yeah. Take down the walls and put up bridges. Yeah. I mean, why? Not because we're trying to be diverse, just because we're trying to be diverse. It's not, it's not about the culture. It's about the truth. And as it gets revealed greater in greater ways, don't blame it on the culture. Nope. That's just where everybody wants to throw that culture card. And then you can pull out the Bible and you can pull out some verses and it's so easy. It's just so easy to squash it all down. It's a building block. So Mac, that last clip you played, yeah, I came across that concept in a book that you and I both read, The Phoenix Affirmations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? And I remember because we wanted to share this book with people and there's 12 principles in it and nobody could get past the first one. (laughs) So the first one, let me just read it it because it's what, it's what this gentleman just said. Yeah. Walking fully in the path of Jesus without denying the, the legitimacy of other paths that God may provide for humanity. Now, do you want to deny that? Do you want to say unequivocally? Without a doubt, absolutely, that can't possibly be true. I'm not going to say that. I can't. I won't. Because (laughs) my experience is, you know, I I have some friends who are Muslim. I have friends who are Jewish, Hindu, that are more Christ-like than my Christian friends. Their path has caused them to make the world a better place, a more kind and loving place. I cannot deny their path. 
That's, to me, the, the ultimate blasphemy. That's denying God showing up in God's many forms. And so, well, yeah, I right. teach there are many paths, one God. There are many experiences in one God. How dare I say to you, your experience is invalid? <laughs> well, it happens all the time. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so there we are. So we have this... We, we, we have this theology that's rampant out there. Go to any basically, you know, we, we Protestant or evangelical website, and what do we believe? You click on the thing, and it's going to be right there. And we're not even going to talk tonight about the Bible. We're going to get to that in another episode and how that tends to end up being the end-all to end-all, and everybody gets beaten over the head with the absoluteness of the truth that gets discerned um, out there. But this is an example. We're trying to give you an example that says, if this doesn't resonate, if, 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 if those messages don't really resonate with you, but you just love being in community and you just love being around the other people and you're not really all that concerned about the theology and all that kind of stuff, which basically if 70% of the people out there are saying that they're not buying into that theology necessarily, well, then, you know, it's all good. I mean, we're not going to try to tell you that it's not. If it's making you a better person, keep doing it. Right, right. But if it's making you feel that you have to be shut down, you have to shut down your expression and your experience of God, then I'm saying run as fast as you can from it and explore. <laughs> Find the people who are open and willing to have the conversations, to listen, and to explore because there's a greater expression of God for all of us on the other side of that conversation. Well, yeah, and, and I, in my opinion, it lines up anyway with what Jesus thought. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we're going to go somewhere, you know, uh, that's all good. So, in this, uh, in this example from Passion, you know, we're going to put a link in our notes yeah, to the whole thing. And if you want to listen to this particular talk and see how, make sure we're not taking stuff out of context and all that other kind of stuff, you're more than welcome. We hope you do. We hope you interact with us. Call us out If on you it. do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, we want to hear what you think about it. And you would totally agree. Uh, and and we're, we respect you for that, all right? But I'm going to leave you with this until we transition uh, to kind of maybe a part two here in the podcast, and that's this. So when you hear these absurdities, when you can say to yourself, that's absurd, I just can't, I can't do that. I, 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 that doesn't, that, that doesn't line up. I'm going to give you an example of a conversation that I had years and years ago when I used to do uh, I used to facilitate a sort of introduction to Christianity sort of course. It was a course of over 10 or 12 weeks. And I will never forget at one point in that conversation, in those, all those weeks, a young couple, they were in their early 30s at the time, came up to me and they said, can we talk to you after? I mean, when everybody leaves and, you know, we're done. I said, sure. So they come to me and they go, no, you know, we love what we're hearing. We think this is great. I'm, we're really excited. But one of the things that we're struggling with is do we really need to give up all of our gay friends if we do this, you know, if we like become Christians? And it's those kinds of absurdities. They had to get that from somewhere. They didn't make it up. Okay. They didn't just pull that out of thin air somewhere. That's what their perception of what Christianity was like. It was filter upon filter upon filter, <laughs> exactly. downloaded to that. This is what this is what it all means. Absolutely. Okay. That's that. There it is. There's the filter. And so it's okay if you get to the point where you're going. Sorry, that's absurd. 
I can't go there anymore. So we're going to leave you with that. We'll be right back and we'll kind of do it in a more universal sense in the second half. Like what you hear so far? Join us in the Rogue Nation by going to our website, www.gorogue.life, where you will find links to our social media and podcast channels, posts on the Seeing Differently blog, and a way to subscribe to all our happenings. We encourage you to become a member of our cafe, where you can interact with us and fellow Roguers and keep the conversation going. Please share us and like us. Now, let's get back to going rogue. So let's let's move now away a little bit from that particular incident, that particular talk, that particular specific example. And now let's get more, here's the word, universal with this. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you how many antenna folks I've heard say, that's not Christian. I think it's the most <laughs> Christian thing going, as a matter of fact. Um, so now we come back to filtered truth. And could there, just possibly, could there be a universal or universal truths as opposed to one way or the highway? Could that possibly be God's nature? That there is a universal truth that permeates, that's ubiquitous everywhere. That doesn't matter where you find it, who, what you believe, where, no, anything like that. Can we think the unthinkable that, that there is a universal way that God operates? What do you think, guys? Huh? I don't know if there's a universal way. There are many different manifestations that all are pointing back to the same source. Okay. You know, I, I, I yeah. did an analogy one time. I had a colander and I had a light on the side of that colander, and the colander took the light and, and refracted it everywhere. Oh, yeah. So there was different periods of light, little spaces of light everywhere, and the world has gone, well, this is the one, this is God. And it, they're absolutely right. And yeah. over there was another ray of light. No, that's the one. <laughs> Our job is to get rid of the colander and go, there's a light, there's a source behind it all. Yeah. It's all got the same energy behind it. It's just different ways of interpreting it. And how I want to experience the divine. And different viewpoints, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, my daughter said one of the most profound things to me at one point that we were talking about this very topic. And, and, and I said, well, how is it that God, how is it that Jesus needs to save us from God? <laughs> you know, what, what kind of God is that? I mean, Rob Bell said the same thing in his Love Wins book. And here's what she said to me. It was so profound. She goes, Dad, I'm, I'm not bought into that Jesus saved me from God. But I do think he saves me from myself. <laughs> you know? yeah. Is the only devil on the planet the human ego that has believed we're separate from God? Yeah. So I true. mean, it was so beautiful. Yeah. It's just we, yes, we need saving. Absolutely. And did Jesus come with a perspective and a truth that could save us from those, not, not from wrath and hell, but save us from Less, lesser, lower thinking that in turn has all kinds of ramifications and ripple effects throughout everything that we do. To heal us of our own blindness, our own dark spots where we have believed that there's anything but God. You know, the human, <laughs> that's the fall from grace is we believed that there was God in something else. And we ran with that idea and ran very far away from the garden. And Jesus came to just wake us up and say, hey, you guys have got it all wrong. You've kind of messed up. Right. Right. And, and 
the, the thing I love about Jesus, he came in and he said, okay, I got a new, I, we're going to go beyond this, all this. Okay. Uh, he, he said, Hebrew scriptures, all of that I've come to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Right. So he didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. He just said, it's time for some enlightenment. He it's didn't tough. tear down the old truth no. and make replace it with a new one. He built on the old truth. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're talking about. It's evolution. That there's a time and a place which is now. It's now, gang, that we now need to build upon the old truths and be willing to go out there and think the unthinkable to where we let our heart speak a little bit more than our heads did because we love to fill our head full of theology and Bible studies and all, you know, the Greek conjugation of this word and the da 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 when in fact the Holy Spirit's probably the least talked about thing in the church ever, hmm. and yet it's the most powerful thing that Jesus <laughs> tried to convey to us, and yet we've, we've and the, dumbed it right down. And the Holy Spirit is the divine feminine aspect of God. It's yes. going to come through our heart, through our feeling, through our love, not through thinking more or arguing more or debating more. It's about being present to the direct experience of God at the level of love. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well... If you go to the Eastern Church, which is very different in many ways, the Christian Church, the Catholic Church, they have a concept that's called theosis. And that's the bottom line that says we are all endowed with the divine. And so there's image and likeness right from the Bible. Everybody can get on board with that. Everybody understands that because it's Christian. But they're different things. You have an image that you're endowed with that cannot be taken away, cannot be changed, cannot be, you are, everyone, every single person on the planet is endowed with the creator's image. And yet we have an evolutionary process in our life that begins, that we start to talk about the likeness, that we develop the likeness, we uncover what's already in there. But we're, you know, we've packed it down a little bit. We got culture in the way. We got a lot of other stuff. And yet, that's so beautiful, in my opinion, that now we're on a journey of just unfolding our divinity. I love that. You know, <laughs> if we are created in the image and after the likeness of God, that means we are born creative. And religion, <laughs> yes. as we know it today, has shut down that creativity, put the walls up and said, stop thinking, stop creating, stop having the experience, just walk lockstep the way I say you need to do it. This, this is blasphemy in of itself. It shut down the the free-flowing energy of God through all creation. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. I honor that. I respect that. He knew who he was. But he also said, so are you. So are all of us. (laughs) When we've shut down that light, because it's just safer, and maybe there's manipulation behind it. Yeah, Yeah, there's all kinds of motivations, right? What do you think, Stu? I'm just uh, soaking it all He's in. Whenever the in. Rev talks, I kind of <laughs> just soak it in. Yeah. Soak yep. it in. Well, yeah, when the Rev talks, people <laughs> usually go like this. <laughs> huh? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, listen, we scratched the surface on this today, Rogers. We really did. But we've opened up the can. We've really tried to at least let you get a glimpse behind the curtain of where we're coming from, how we think where we're going to go with this podcast, where we're going to go with our encouragement for you to think the unthinkable and see where that takes you. But the beautiful thing is, as everybody's already said, you don't have to do it alone. Mm -mm. You do not have to, because it's not like you're isolated. 
in this whole thing. We've created a forum space out on the website. We'd love to have you sign up so that you can interact not only with us, but with other of the 70%, okay? Um, and, and let's learn together. Let's make this thing amazing as we come to learn and broaden our understanding of how all of this thing goes together and works. So a couple encouragements out on the website. Uh, you will see we have a blog out there. There's a couple of blog posts, I'll read them all that are out there, that kind of speak to this uh, sort of topic of, of the hell and the innies and the outies directly. One's called Matrix Spirituality, and the other one says, please pass the jam. I think you'll get a kick out of, out of both of those. And we've also put out uh, on our website, on our homepage, some of our favorites, our favorite books, but there's also a video there that Rob Bell did to introduce his Love Wins book back in 2011. You ought to watch that. It's still a three-minute video, uh, and I think it will be – I know it was for me. When I first watched that and read that, I was like, oh, my God, there's some guy out there thinking like, – Rob Bell rocks my world. I mean, he's amazing. All right. So anyway, get, get, you know, start to join in with us. We love that you listen to this episode. Thanks for joining us on Going Rogue. Uh, make sure you visit our website, gorogue.life, where there are links for you to, to subscribe to your favorite podcast feed so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found this of value, we'd appreciate you rating us on iTunes and just tell some people about us, man. We'd love to just get the Rogue Nation going because uh, that's going to be a blast. It's going to be way more fun than us just sitting in front of the mic. Uh, if you'd like, again, if you'd like to enter into the conversation with us, uh, check out the cafe community on the website and sign up as a member. So with that, hey, Rev. I love you guys. Love yeah, you, I love you, man. Hey, Stu. Yeah. Strap in, brother. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Be sure to tune in next week for our next unthinkable conversation. Thanks a bunch. And now can unbuckle. Thanks for listening to Filtered Truth, where we offered some alternative perspectives on the Christian concepts of heaven and hell, the idea that religion and faith are evolving, and encouraged you to pursue your spirituality with others who are pondering the same new truth. Remember to visit the website at www.gorogue.life for lots of follow-up information, see the show notes for any links to episode content, and join us in the ongoing cafe conversation where every week we post some thought-provoking questions for your own roguish conversations. Oh, and of course, tell everyone you know about us and like, follow, and engage. Be sure to tune in next week where Mac unleashes an unthinkable conversation on mavericks, mystics, and mystics. That is, if you dare. <laughs>